It's a gospel on the radio talk show. A show about dreams and visions and a church that is indeed triumphant, alive, and well. For the church triumphant is alive and well. Hello, Tallahassee. This is the Gospel on the Radio talk show. Pastor Jack King, I am your host, and just thank you so much for tuning in this morning. I say this is a show about dreams and visions and a church triumphant, alive and well. We talk about the good things that God is doing in his kingdom. In essence, we talk about the church, God's glorious church. And uh, I'm just so thankful that the Lord has given us this opportunity to be able to share the gospel through talk and sometimes a little gospel music here as we go along. This is show number 1063 and been doing this now, getting close to 20 years on four different stations along the way. But it's just a blessing to be able to talk about God's work he is doing among us, using us humans to spread his gospel. Hallelujah. Now, today is kind of an unusual day because we've got trouble all around us. I'm mindful of the scripture in the Second Corinthians where he says there's just trouble, just trouble all around us. But he said, yet we don't fear. We don't allow ourselves to become overcome with uh, anxiety because of all the things. And it's very easy to do that. But we're not going to let it happen here on the Gospel on the Radio Talk Show because we serve a God who is above all of this. And he knows what's going on in this world. He's all involved in it. He's he's very much aware. And there's things going on in the heavenlies that God is working through. So we have to trust him with that. Uh, I heard uh, Wayne Cordero, who's a... uh, pastor out on the west coast he said this he said hard times are good times for the gospel because when people have hard times they're more inclined to listen to what God is saying to them and the truth of the matter is is that in Christ there's always hope there's always hope blessed hope you see, I know I'm, I watch the news just like you do. Well, I don't really watch the news. I, I hear the news on the radio in different places. And I know what's going on out there. Now, I'm recording this on a Tuesday night. It's going to air on Sunday. So there's going to be a lot of things that's going to happen from the time of this recording to the time that it airs. It'll be interesting. But the last I looked... I saw gas prices, they're just uh, getting higher and higher. And over $4 a gallon now, I think I saw 408 uh, maybe a little bit more. And I don't uh, doubt at all that by the time this show airs on Sunday morning, that it's very possible that it'll be $5 a gallon. We've never seen that before, not here on this side of the country, uh, ever, but I'm just telling you, it's, it's a reality. And so you say that, Pastor King, are you trying to upset us? No, 
I'm probably not telling you anything you don't already know by the time this airs because there are circumstances at work here that's beyond your control, beyond my control, and there's nothing we could do about it. You see, back when the COVID thing first hit our country, my daughter Anna, she said to me, she says, Pastor, or she said, Daddy, she said, Daddy, um, my salon is shut down. She's she's in the she owns a beauty salon, and she says shut down. I've got time on my hands. If you want to do some stuff on Facebook, I'll help you with it. So she did. She got her, her little iPhone together and got it got it all set up and on the tripod. And, and she said, oh, "Dad, just just go ahead, and just just talk." And I did. And the first one that I did was I did a message about fear. And I told the folks that were listening on that uh, broadcast that I am not going to live in fear. I refuse to live in fear. I did not allow myself to become overwhelmed with the whole COVID thing, and I'm not going to allow myself to get overwhelmed, even though gas prices are going to keep going. Um, could it be $10 a gallon? I, I'm, I'm not predicting that it will be. But who knows? But I'm not going to live in fear. Now, I may have to change the way I do some things. I have two different businesses. Both of them are very dependent upon gas prices as far as my ability to make a profit with what I do. And I'm aware of that. So I may have to change some way that I do things. So for one thing, my, my wife and I, we drive two different cars to church on Sunday morning. He said, well, why do you do that? It's because we never know what's going to happen after church. I have certain things I've got to do. She's got certain things she's got to do. So we just learned, just go ahead and drive two vehicles. That way we don't have to worry about the whole thing of going back out to the country <laughs> and uh, all that sort of thing. Well, we may have to change that. We may have to just drive one vehicle. Here, here lately, I've been driving my little Ranger pickup truck with a stick shift because it, it gets better mileage than some of the other vehicles that I have. And so those are things that we may have to do, that we may have to address in order to be able to deal with this situation. But as I said, I refuse to live in fear because I put my trust in my heavenly Father, and I'm going to lay it at his feet and say, Lord, I'm asking you to sustain us. Lord, I'm going to ask you to provide for us, and I'm going to believe that he's able to do all of those things because I believe that he is worthy of my trust. But here's the good thing about it is that this situation such as we see it now will bring a lot of people into conversation. And some people will say, well, is this, is this the end of the world? <laughs> Who knows? Nobody knows. Scripture tells us that. The Word of God says nobody knows nobody except the Father. He said not even the Son knew what this is all about. So he says, is it the end of the world? No, I'm not predicting that. I'm saying that these are indeed troubled times. And 
we will not allow ourselves to become in despair. We will not allow ourselves to become cast down. We will put our trust in the Heavenly Father, and we're going to believe that he's going to sustain us during this time. Now, I mentioned uh, the, the price of gasoline, which seems to drive a lot of things. <laughs> and I don't mean just driving your car, but I'm talking about the, the cost of energy has so much uh, of an effect on food and, and so many things. So, yeah, it's a very serious thing. Well, you see, I'm a child of the 60s. I was born in the 50s, lived through the 60s, lived through the, quote, gas prices and the crisis of the 70s. And I remember sitting in the, in the lines and waiting to be able to get up to the pump to be able to get some gasoline. I also remember rationing. So you think that having to pay a high price for it is bad. Wait till we get to the rationing. And again, being a student of history and person who's lived through it, it wouldn't surprise me a bit that we don't come to the place to where you can't just go get gasoline whenever you want. But there'll be a, a, a sequence in order for you to be able to do so, and you won't be able to get as much as you want to, to uh, purchase, and you'll be constricted as to the amount that you can buy and when you can buy it. It's coming, unfortunately, because we just heard today, and again, I'm recording this on Tuesday, we just heard today that the president has announced that we will no longer be purchasing fuel or oil from Russia. Now, I know that Russia is not our biggest provider of energy, but they are a provider. So you take that amount that will not be coming in to the United States of America. It's going to cause the shortages that we're already seeing and the cost that we're already seeing escalate. And like I say, here it is. I'm recording this on Tuesday. This is going to air on Sunday. By the time you hear this, it's probably already happened. And, and uh, I'm not going to be telling you anything you don't already know. This is the reality of where we're living, what we're doing. This is, this is where we are. And so here, I'm on the radio as a preacher of the gospel, a person who proclaims Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. Father God, as the, the person who I believe has is, is given us everything that we have and had his son speak it all into existence and that we, we live and we, we breathe and we have our being because of God. And that he loves us and that he's going to see to us. But yes, there may be some struggles and there may be some what we consider to be suffering. But we have to put our faith in the Lord. And we have to trust. Because otherwise, we'll find ourselves caught up in fear. And we'll call, be caught up in uh, confusion. And the scripture tells us that God is not the author of of confusion. So let's play a little gospel music. 
You see, I, I can testify to that because I've lived a few years now. And uh, the thing is, because I've lived a few years and because, as the Scripture talks about, I have the gray hair, and um, the gray hair, it speaks of, of wisdom. And I don't know so much that it's wisdom, it's just experience. You've lived a few years, you've seen a few things. It's kind of like that uh, farmer's uh uh, insurance things as well. We've, we've seen a few things. <laughs> well, well, I have. I've seen a few things, lived through some, some times, lived through the gas crisis of, uh, in the, during the 70s, uh, lived through some uh, conflicts of war. I mean, uh, the Bible says there's going to be these things. There's going to be wars and rumors of wars and, and all these things are going to happen. But yet, we keep marching on, life keeps going on, and uh, we just have to just learn to just trust the Lord. Just say, well, God, you know all about this, and you're going to take care of the situation. And it's kind of like Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. You know who they are. <laughs> we call them the three Hebrew children. Uh, they they were living during uh, very difficult times. Their country had been uh, sieged by Babylon. They had been taken captive. All of these things had happened to them, and uh, during, during it all, they had remained uh, steadfast in their faith in God and the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And uh, when it came time to, to bow and worship an idol, they said, no, we're not going to do it. And, and the king, he gets all mad and huffy, and he says, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw you in a fiery furnace, and we're going to heat that thing up seven times. <laughs> and uh, those three men, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they said, look, king, do what you got to do. Just do what you got to do. But we're not going to bow to your idol. And even if you kill us, we're still not going to bow to your idol. We're not going to bow. We're not going to bend. And even if we burn, we're still going to trust God. And so in other words, it's kind of like this. He said, it doesn't matter. If I starve, I'm going to continue to trust God but I believe that God is the ultimate provider. We're not going to live in fear. Now, I know there are things to be concerned about. I, like I say, I, I hear the news and see the news and, and all of those things, and they're talking about uh, the uh, refugees that are leaving Ukraine. Well, i tell you what, that's a... That's a lot of people. Two, it says two million. This is what I saw on, a, I think it was on Yahoo News or I Googled it or whatever. Two million refugees. Think about the two million displaced people leaving the country. Where are they going to go? Where are they going? Well, again, I've heard that it uh, Poland and, and other countries that are surrounding, they're welcoming these refugees in. But that's a hard thing to do. I remember um, several years ago, there was a hurricane down, uh, supposed to be coming in on the uh, eastern side of um, the Gulf, down below Melbourne, coming in that way. 
And so people were, were fleeing. And they had turned the uh, interstate around, uh, interstate, um, let's see, to, uh, 40, and then coming across I-10. In other words, there were no lanes coming down. It was just traffic going out. And people had left their homes with not much money. They, they had enough money on them to buy some gasoline. And many of them got as far as Tallahassee, and they just plain old ran out of gas. <laughs> and uh, and it, people were just stranded here. And I remember it. I remember it well. People were, were going out and, and uh, uh, saying to the people, come on to my house. This was really happening here in Tallahassee. People were just taking people home with them. And uh, I remember out near where I live in, a chairs, in the chairs area, uh, the people were just stopped there, and they were just having to spend the night in their cars and stuff. And, and there were people bringing them food. <laughs> that's, that's a wonderful city that we live in. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm just remembering this because this is just a small sample of what's going on when you've got people who are just crossing over the borders and coming into your country and, and uh, they, they can only bring so much with them. And then you add to that the banks are failing. It's a mess. No doubt about it. It's a mess. And then you've got people who are saying, we're not going to flee. And um, I talked to, no, and I didn't talk to, I listened to an interview. I believe it was uh, uh, Sean Hannity or maybe it was Mark Levin. I, I, I forget which one. And um, they were interviewing, yeah, it was, it was Mark Levin. He was interviewing a, a, a uh, priest um, no, not a priest, I'm sorry, a rabbi over in Ukraine. And he was describing the situation as he had experienced it. And and uh, he was one that wasn't, wasn't going to flee. And he was there and he was doing the best to take care of people. They were feeding people as much as they could. And he said that he, he sees people and they're walking down the street and uh, a Russian soldier kills him. And then if you, he said, if you intervene, then they'll kill you. And, and, and Mark Levin asked this, this uh, rabbi several times. He said, did you witness this personally? He said, yes. And just, just for clarification, uh, uh, Mr. Levin several times asked him, did you personally witness this? He said, yes, I, I've, I've seen this happen. So that's, this is the situation that we're dealing with. We have a missionary, um, Open Bible. I'm, I'm part of the Open Bible Churches. Uh, our, our church here in Tallahassee is the Open Bible Church, DBA, Freedom Road Christian Ministry. But we're a part of the Open Bible Organization, and we have a missionary in Ukraine, and she has sent out a video, and she's describing the situation as she sees it. She shows a picture of a school that is just half of it just totally demolished. Uh, this is a um, modern city because Ukraine basically is a pretty modern country. And just think that you've got soldiers coming into your country with weaponry and they're just blowing things up and they're just killing people. Well, that's, that's, that's a bad situation to be in. There's no doubt about it. Bad situation to be in.
And but these people, they're they're not they're not given into fear. They said, We're gonna stand. We're gonna stand and fight. And this president of Ukraine, I'm telling you what, uh, he is he's been bold. He's just being bold and he's just putting his life on the line and he's standing for his country. And he's encouraging the people. I, I told somebody, I said, he's a Churchill. He, he, is a, he, is a, he is a Churchill because of the stand that he's taken. And um, he puts himself in harm's way. You know, <laughs> there's been a lot of debate about that over the years, whether or not somebody who is a, of such importance because they, they, they lead the people whether they should be as bold as they are. But uh, nevertheless, he's been very bold. And he's standing. He said, we're not going to bow. We're not going to let him take us over. Well, I admire his courage. I mean, he is a Churchill. He is. But the odds against him are phenomenal. But then again, you see, I'm a, I'm a reader of the Word of God. And I, I read in the Bible so many times when there are uh, Israelites and they've got an army camped on their doorstep and God intervene and they flee. Um, it's just amazing. It's just amazing. You read about it in the scripture. You know, this whole story that we talked about a few weeks ago on the broadcast with Gideon going against this uh, 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 tremendous army uh, of Philistines and, uh, let's see, uh, Amorites that banded together. It says they were, they were like a multitude, uh, almost unable to count them. And he goes against them with 300, 300 and defeated them. So this has been my prayer. This is what I've been praying. I said, Lord, do that type of thing. <laughs> do that type of thing. God can send fire from heaven. He's done that before. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, that's where I'm at. I said, God, you do your thing. You do a God thing. And Lord, you help those people. That's my prayer. God, you do, you do a God thing and help the Ukrainian people. It's a sold-out quartet. We're saying, thank you, Lord. I do. I do want to thank you, Lord. So many blessings. So many blessings. And like I say, we we may think, well, we may have some suffering here. Well, the things that I've just described to you uh, that's happening in, the, in Ukraine tells me we're not going to be suffering nearly what they are. And uh, and you may have tuned in here and you say, who in the world is this person that's talking here? <laughs> because I haven't really identified myself for a while. I'm Pastor Jack King. I'm your host. And uh, you're listening to the gospel on the radio talk show here on 94.1 on your radio dial. That's Wave 94, W-A-K-U. And uh, we're here every Sunday morning from uh, 8 to 9. And I'm so thankful for this opportunity to be able to bring to you uh, talk about the things of God. And I'm also a pastor. 
I'm the pastor of Freedom Road Christian Ministry, 720 Capital Circle Northeast in the Crescent Park Plaza. There on Capital Circle, if you're heading uh, on Capital Circle toward Park Avenue, you pass by um, the bowling alley there, you'll see that. And then you follow on, you'll see our sign on the right-hand side of the road. Come and join us. We start at 11.05 on Sunday mornings. FRCM.us. There you can go check us out on the web. And we love the Lord. We love people. We'll make you feel welcome. We do. It's very important to us that people feel welcome when they come and worship the Lord at Freedom Road Christian Ministry. I'm also the host of the Gospel on the Radio broadcast. And that airs Monday through Friday here on 94.1, 11 o'clock. And uh, it's a daily Bible teaching of the Word of God. You can find that again here on 94.1, 11 o'clock. And then, <laughs> ooh, I love gospel music. And every Saturday night at 7 o'clock, we crank it up. The very, very best music in the land. Southern gospel style on the Saturday night gospel sing with Pastor Jack King, and we'll have a great time. And if you like gospel music, well, then that's the place to be every Saturday night. And you can find uh, the talk shows and the daily broadcast on the podcast. If you'll type in Pastor Jack King, Tallahassee, they'll come up, and there's a whole bunch of uh, the talk shows and the uh, daily broadcast for you to listen to. And uh, like I said, I've just really just started doing this. But uh, just take your, your iPhone and dial up one of the talk shows and just lay it down on the floor or lay it down on the console or the seat next to you there. And uh, I found that I can, I can hear it just fine. And it's just like having a radio in your car or a CD player or whatever. And you can just listen to uh, the different shows. Then I guarantee you that wherever you go, you will not use up all the content that's there. So that's just a word to the wise, and um, I think you'll enjoy the different interviews that we've done. And what I would suggest that you start with is last Sunday, uh, Ronnie and Keisha Parrish. They are gospel singers, but that was a great interview, and I enjoyed it. I've listened to it a couple times myself, so you might want to check that out. That would be uh, 362. No, not 300. I'm sorry. 1,062 would be the number that you'd be looking for, Ronnie and Kisha Parrish. If you'd like to contact me, 850-567-1703. That's how you do that. One last thing to talk to you about before we get back to our discussion, and that's youth camp. Coming up, July 18 through 22, it's a Christian Youth Ministries International, CYMI, youth camp. And I founded CYMI 10 years ago. This will be our 10th camp. And um, we talk about an opportunity to bring people to Christ, to be able to teach young people the Word of God in a setting that's, that's not distracted by all the things in the world. It's a powerful opportunity. And I'm encouraging you to allow your young people to go. Or if you know of a young person, you say, well, they may not be able to afford it. 
pay their fees for. It was $150. I tell you, that's cheap. For a week, a full week of camp, food, housing, everything. And so, uh, area code 850-567-1703. That's how you get in touch with me. We've got brochures in the, in the making, and we'll get all that to you. But I'm encouraging you, be a part. And also, if you'd just like to just make a donation to help us to be able to do this, that would be a wonderful thing. You can send contributions to 526 East 8th Avenue, Tallahassee, 32303. Just make it out to Christian Youth Ministries International, and we'll get it where it needs to go. So now you are up to speed on everything. So let's talk about what's going on in this world that we find ourselves living in. And uh, my admonition to you and to me, we're just not going to live in fear. We're going to allow God to be God and we're going to trust him in all of these things. And I know um, one of the things that I, I saw in the news that said Russian troops anywhere from 2,000 to 4,000 already killed. Well, the truth is that grieved my heart. And, and I, I talked about it a little while ago about God intervening and God just raining fire down on their heaven, on, on them from heaven. And, I, and after I thought about that, that kind of smote my heart. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm just not a person that enjoys um, loss of life. And it grieves me. It grieves me that, that this whole thing has to be happening and that there has to be people who want to break the peace in this way. But it happens. And unfortunately, throughout the history of mankind, these things have been going on. And uh, when I read the scripture, and uh, you, you hear about uh, conflicts that Israel was involved in, it, it says 20,000 people were killed. I'm going, 20,000 people? It just, my mind just doesn't wrap around that. And I read this number, 4,000 possibly Russian soldiers already dead from this conflict that did not have to happen. My heart grieves. My heart just grieves over this. And then the loss of lives of the Ukrainians just trying to defend their homeland and just say, hey, just, just go away. Leave us alone. And let us just be us. I think that's a good admonition. But unfortunately, history, history is what it is. And uh, mankind has been bringing harm upon mankind through all of our days. And the word of God says the heart of man is deceitfully wicked. But our Lord God strong and loving. Listen to the Kingsman. Oh, what a Savior. And that is our blessed hope. He gave his life's blood for even me and for all the world. And Christ Jesus is still in the business of doing miracles and doing glorious things. And I'm just trusting him, and that's what I've said. I'm not going to live in fear just not going to live in fear. I'm going to trust the Lord. And I'm not saying things won't get bad. I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I mean, we're dealing here with uh, countries who have nuclear abilities. And uh, now I know that the uh, Ukraine has diminished theirs, but we don't know. There's a lot of things we don't know. And um, we're just hoping and praying that uh, uh, we don't become, uh, it doesn't become a, a something that the whole world gets involved in. Uh, one of the things that I've I heard was that uh, Poland wants to send uh, fighter jets over to Ukraine so they can use them in this conflict. And, uh, and, and upon initial reaction, you say, well, that's, that's a good idea. Let's do that. And of course, the um, United States government, they kind of came late to this knowledge. And so they discovered it. They said, no, 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 don't do that. Because you're, you're bringing NATO into this thing. By Poland sending those jets over, then you're bringing NATO into it. And by doing that, <laughs> man, you're opening up a can of worms here. And do we want to do that? <laughs> Don't ask me. I'm, I'm, I'm just a person who just observes. It's like you. And I'm going, oh, I don't know what's going on here. I hear this, I hear that. But we have to ask ourselves that question. Do we, do we want to do that? Do we want to take that route? Because once you do that, and it becomes a global conflict, and, uh, well, you say, well, okay, would, would the whole world be coming against Russia? Well, Russia has allies, too. And uh, one of them, I <laughs> uh, don't know that we want to get involved in a conflict with China because, well, one of the things is that the debt. <laughs> this is of great concern to me, the amount of money that we owe China. And uh, you start getting into a, a conflict militarily or anything else. I mean, <laughs> Well, you, you understand what I'm trying to tell you here. I, I was uh, with some people here not too long ago, and uh, conversation turned to this, and they said, "Well, why aren't we sending troops over there? I'm talking about American troops." And I, and I just took note of this fact. Of this, you take this for what it is, but nobody in that room that was having that conversation had ever been in the military except me. And uh, it's easy to talk about, yeah, let's just send our troops. You realize that you're sending somebody's son or maybe their daughter or somebody's father um, war is a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing. And um, I see, I wish I could just, as the old expression goes, just wave the magic wand and just make this whole thing just reverse itself and just go away. But unfortunately, the same thing that's always started wars and conflicts, uh, James, in his writings in, in the scripture, James says this question. He says, what causes wars among us? And he says, is it not the lust of the flesh? Well, he said, Pastor King, you're, you're making this, same, this thing 
seem to be awfully simplified, but it's true. In other words, a person looks over at somebody else and says, I want what they have. They're lusting after it. And they say, we're going to go take it. And so thus, he says, war to wars and conflicts come among you. Is it not because of the lust of the flesh? Somebody says, I want what is not mine. And I will fight and I will kill and I will cause destruction to be able to obtain what I want. And this is what we have. And this has been the history of mankind. People uh, going against someone else to take what's not theirs. War. And now here we are in this conflict that's going to unfortunately cause the life of a lot of precious young people. And so, you so said, Pastor King, are you are you opposed to America going to war with this? I am at this point. That may change. Circumstances may change. Um, but uh, no, I'm, I'm not in favor at this point of sending our, our precious young people into this type of a conflict because literally the world could very possibly erupt from all of this violence that's just waiting to happen. And so I say, let's pray. Let's pray for the people there in Ukraine. Let's pray for America. Let's pray for revival. He said, revival? Look, when hearts are revived and people's hearts are turned to God, let's pray for revival in Russia. Pray that the Spirit of God would sweep across that country and turn the hearts of the people to God. And people would begin to pray and ask God to intervene. And uh, well, I'll tell you what, that would be a glorious thing. Hallelujah. <laughs> This is the Gavin Brothers, called the Prodigal Son. I was talking about a little while ago, when James said, what brings uh, war? And he said, well, lust is wanting something that's not yours. And so the Gatlin Brothers were singing about the man we refer to as the prodigal. He wasn't happy. And so he wanted things that were not his to have. And uh, they said he ended up in the, in the hog pen. Well, that's kind of what happens to people who are greedy. Things often don't go well for them. I, I read one of the things that uh, has happened with the uh, Ukraine or the Russian soldiers who have invaded, and they're in that caravan that's uh, 40 miles long out there waiting to go into the capital city. And uh, they said that they took out cell towers um, 3G network. And said, here we are phasing out 3G here in America. And, uh, but they were the towers that would allow them to understand the encryption. And I don't understand all of what I'm talking about here, but I'm just saying it's brought confusion. And so now they've been trying to use the regular cell phones, but it's not working. Well, I said, well, that's a good thing. 
That's a good thing. And so that's what I, what I talked about earlier. I said, just pray that God would intervene. Kind of like when the uh, children of Israel were crossing over the Red Sea to get away from the Egyptians, and uh, the waters had been parted. And so then the Egyptians, they went out there in the, the sea, and all of a sudden, the uh, wheels began to fall off their chariots, and they were just having all kinds of problems because God showed up and God was intervening. Hallelujah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. God, God, you be God. And God, you go and you help those people. And uh, I believe that God could do that. And I believe that's where we should focus our prayers and not allow ourselves to become gripped with anxiety because we're not, we don't know what the future holds. But as I've said, and I just want to reaffirm it, I refuse to live in fear. And I give you that same admonition. Just do not allow yourself to live in fear. Put your trust in God and just determine that you're going to help your fellow man in whatever way that shows itself to be, that you're going to be involved in helping your fellow man. And being a word of encouragement through these days that are ahead of us, because we don't know. We don't know what the future holds. We don't know how much the price of gasoline is going to go. And I heard uh, uh, on uh, one of the reports I saw that the uh, six um, governors here in America have are petitioning Washington to take away the sales tax on gasoline for a while. Well, that's, that's to me, that's a positive idea. You say, well, the government's going to miss that money. I said, well, <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that. I think that's a way that the citizens could be helped to help us to be able to deal with the situations that are ahead of us because the truth of the matter is the old expression is, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. We'll get through this some way, somehow. It's either that or the Lord's going to come. And it's going to just take the church home. And we're just not going to worry about it anymore. But as I said, I refuse to live in fear. I serve a mighty powerful God and he's got it under control I'm just believing that so let's trust him let's pray let's pray for the people of Ukraine let's pray for the people of Russia because they're suffering too and and, and a lot of times just like us we don't have control all the time over what our government does and neither do they and uh, let's pray. Let's pray for Russia. Let's pray for America. Let's pray for our brethren and sisters in Ukraine. Father God, I, I bring these things before you this day. I pray for our, our brethren our, who are in Ukraine and, and people who are just trying to defend their homeland. Lord God, help them to do miracles on their behalf. And Father God, I pray for the people of Russia. 
Lord God, these people that that they're they brought into to have to deal with those who have authority over them. Many times they don't agree. Father, I pray for America. Lord God, help us. And help us, Lord, not to be gripped with fear, but Lord, to trust you. And allow not allow ourselves to become people who are just just eaten up with fear. Lord God, help us to be strong. And Father God, I pray for this president of Ukraine who's standing up. And Lord God, I pray for peace in the city of Jerusalem and in the nation of Israel and peace in this world. Father God, I pray these things in the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And until next Sunday morning, may the Lord bless you.